Gina, there's this running joke of, you know, men have only two big feelings, and that's uh, desires for sex and desires for food. Okay. That, that, that hunger. Yeah. Well, a couple weeks back, I actually had a chance to uh, experience that in action and to see which one would win out. Uh, my wife and I were out on a date, didn't have kids, and we dropped them off, and it was like 5.30, and... I just looked at my wife and said, well, where do you want to go eat? And she said, well, we can go eat or we can run home for a quickie. And food won out. <laughs> you said no. I said no you to sex. Food. I wanted food. And she, after she picked her jaw up from the floorboard of the car, <laughs> went, I cannot believe that. And I was like, well, baby, I'm hungry. And I'm getting older and, you know, <laughs> food's kind of climbing the scale, I guess. I'm not uh- sure. <laughs> well, that's pitiful it is well, not this, all our listeners want to hang up now. yeah probably like, do oh, probably do but this th- is why, what happens in marriage yeah this is where it goes but you are listening to sexy marriage radio uh i'm Corey allen and gina paris is here with me and we are having honest conversations about marriage life love relationships sex anything and everything in between and you can find us at sexymarriageradio.com where all of our shows are housed. We are also on iTunes, BlackBerry, Zune, everything. I mean, go across the web. Hopefully you'll find us. And then call our feedback line if you've got a question or anything you want to get us our input on, and that is 615-567-3996 or email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. So, Gina, I've been looking at some of the emails we've had, and we've we've had quite a a lot. I know it. And there's a lot of uh, pain going on. And a lot of frustration and disappointment and even a hint of, well, this is just as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Kind of a feel to some of the relationships that are out there. And I think it's pretty easy to see things that way when things are just not as good as you want. Is that your Yeah, take? and I, I think we've all had times when we've felt like that in our own marriages. We're, we're tempted to just resign ourselves and and say, well, this is... This is what it's going to be. But then we sort of become like Eeyore. Who's Eeyore? Winnie the Pooh? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, poor me. Yep. It, there's there's nothing sexy about resigning yourself to a, a place of frustration. Exactly. And, and the last several shows we've had have been along the lines of, of desire and relationship right. and arousal and loosening up and how to kind of let go a little bit more. Sure. And, and today I want to take it a little bit of a different slant on because a couple of the emails have alluded to this although none of them have specifically asked this I think that it's it's pointing to this as a component is what do I do when my spouse is not attractive to me attractive attractive so I'm not attracted to my spouse not not that not that they're not attracted to me but that I'm not attracted to them that I've kind of lost that spark if you will or I've lost that interest or it's just wow that that's they're just not as appealing as they once were so so what do i do with that exactly we i i have had that question emailed to me actually by several readers both genders yep and so it's a common thing sure because it is something that we face as we evolve as people i mean i i think of my life when i was in my 20s and what I thought was uh, sexy 
is not the same thing now that I'm 40. Right. I mean, obviously, if hunger is going to win out over sex sometimes, <laughs> things have and, changed in my life. But and your wife is gorgeous, we might add. Yes, she is. I, she, is <laughs> she is one of the most attractive people on the face of the planet, inside <laughs> and out. And, yeah. But it is one of those things that I just look at how things have evolved and how things have changed. And so I'm wondering if maybe this show, let's, let's dive into how to see your your spouse as more attractive how to be more attracted to your spouse to your own spouse yeah so that talks about the whole science of attraction and and that sort of thing so i love that okay well here i'll, I'll give the first one then i want your take on it okay because okay. i i think we can actually come up with three really good ones that okay. that'll be those real practical i agree here's the things you can do to find to make your spouse become more attractive to you and it's nothing they do that's exactly right. Because that's a huge component. It's not about, hey, I need you to change so that I can become more attracted to you. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we'll just tell you it's a hundred times probably infinitely easier to change your own mindset than to change your spouse. You might as well. Absolutely. You can fall in love with anybody. So Absolutely. And the other component to add to this is changing spouses doesn't make this thing go away either. <laughs> <laughs> because I have had that in my practice before. Where couples have, it's their second marriage and it started because of an affair. And sure. the, the people they had the affair with actually, you know, got together and, and and created a marriage out of it. And then they come in later and talk about how they've lost the spark and they've lost the attraction. And it's the exact same thing they complained of in their, in their prior marriages. So it is something that changing the playing field doesn't change the rules. Exactly. It, it just, it, it's still a component we all face because I think it's something that's a part of growing up and evolving as people in a relationship. So Absolutely. here's okay. my first one. Okay. And one of the things I think that this is extremely hard to do at times, especially, and some people may revolt at this and balk and think I'm way off base, but my belief is 100% of your sexual energy needs to be devoted to your marriage completely, period, end of discussion. Meaning all the visual stimuli that's out there all the stuff that litters the internet, all the stuff that litters the magazine racks and the, and the movies and everything is usually intended for some arousal because sex sells. That's the nature of the beast. Right. But every time I focus someplace beyond my wife, I immediately objectify her because I'm comparing her to everything else I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. And if I bring porn into the mix of that, there is no way she can live up to what is depicted in porn because porn is not real life. I mean, there's <laughs> no way around it. I mean, porn is a masturbation industry targeting men by displaying sexually aggressive women. And I think that in general, women just aren't sexually aggressive. They can be that and have moments of that, but as a whole, they're not. Right. And so it's immediately setting things askew to where there's no way she could compare or live up to anything else that I'm seeing or desiring or wanting because all of that desire and want is based on the stuff that's not real. Exactly. And so I was given a lot of thought to this whole attraction idea and the whole marketing of beauty, as you will. And that is so true because as women, much more so than men, we're marketed to fashion-wise. And so you have to ask yourself, what makes me want 
a certain style of clothes this season that I thought was hideous a few seasons ago? <laughs> what makes us want, you know, what makes us make fun of clothes from the 80s and then suddenly we're wearing them again? That, you know, you open the magazines today and eye makeup is psychedelic colors again, where a few years ago we were making fun of that and how hideous mm -hmm. it was. And it's for that exact same reason. Is what is set before our eyes is created to spur an appetite. And so we let other people define for us what's beautiful. So what you're saying, Corey, is that if the only woman you're able to look at is your spouse, and you, or vice versa, if that's the men that we're looking at, and that is our picture of beauty, we create an appetite for that very thing. Absolutely. You increase it. And, and one of the things that I came across um, for a lot of my life, I'll, just full disclosure, um, pornography has been a struggle. And early in my marriage, it was a huge deal. And it, and it really wrecked a lot of things in my life, especially sexually. And one of the things I came across was uh, the Steve Arterburn's book, uh, Every Man's Battle. And one of the things, one of the tools he gives in that is that you should bounce your eyes from something you see that's kind of appealing. Because it's, we're going to see things and we're going to get triggered. That's just the natural essence of human. And, and that's just who we are as a man or as a woman. You're going to see something sure. you find attractive. It's going to create some chemical reaction in your brain. It's not about trying to stop that from happening. Because that you can't. It's gonna happen, so let it. But don't linger there, and don't don't continue to stay there. And so the the idea was, I see some woman, I find her attractive. Don't give her a second glance. Just right. let the rec recognize it, and then move on. Well, lately, I've come up with a different philosophy of that. That the bouncing your eyes is is a good tool, but it also seems to um, continue to squash desire. Rather and, and acknowledge that it's not there, as opposed to acknowledging it's there. So lately I've tried to have this attitude of I see something that's attractive and I recognize the beauty that it is that God created. Sure. And and so it's kinda it's kinda that whole I don't want to objectify her. I want to praise her beauty. Because we see all kinds of beauty th beautiful things around that we can take in and and you know it's kind of the idea of i want to drink in her beauty but then i want to allow the energy that that produces to only go to my wife yeah we call those fidelity fantasies in our house <laughs> there you go i mean that that's a good way to think of it that it's it's the idea of i can i have places i can channel that yeah Everything's beautiful. I mean, the more that you'll notice what's beautiful in everything, the more you'll notice the hand of the creator in everything. So if it, it, it's great to look at the pure side of, of beauty and what attracts us to a beautiful venue or a beautiful person. So it kind of makes me wonder about something, but it's a little off topic. You know, people have been writing in saying, well, my husband flirts with other women and he and he stares at other women. So what do I do? So we're telling him right here. Yeah, and that's and that's another thing too is is when you start to recognize pure beauty. Yeah. You realize when it's fake. Yeah. You know, you realize it's, it's what you talked about with um, women being inundated with the stuff that they can put on to be beautiful, rather right. than just be beautiful. You know, it's it's the idea of uh, I, I think well, a, a woman wants a beauty to unveil not put on 
Exactly. Because there is a beauty within every person that walks face of the earth. And one of the most beautiful things I think of the people I see are the ones that truly carry themselves as beautiful. Yeah, and it's not about so much their attributes. Right. Um, oh, one of the famous designers, I want to say Coco Chanel, but I don't think it was her. But she said, there are not any ugly people. There are just lazy ones. <laughs> okay. My husband has been known to say, no, no, I've seen some ugly people. <laughs> but I hold to that being true, that really it's a matter, some people are just too lazy to present their best self out of their self-respect. Right. Well, so, and everybody that, everybody that walks the face of the earth is, attracted, is attractive to somebody. Somebody, I think so. I don't, I don't know if there is a walking anomaly that is not attracted, attractive to anybody. I think some right. everybody finds something attractive about someone. And a lot of it is conditioned. And that's what we're saying. Choose your spouse. Condition yourself to be, you can absolutely condition yourself to be aroused by your own mate. And part of that is going to involve, I would say, the work that I do with people all the time, which is acknowledging when you're not. So if, if you feel like you're not attracted, go ahead and acknowledge that. Say, well, even though I don't feel attracted right now, I forgive myself for my feelings and I'm open to the idea of being fully aroused by this person I love. Right. And and look beyond the physical. Absolutely. And and get into the seeing each other behind the eyeballs and and seeing each other at the core of who you are and and being comfortable with that. Yeah, see, I think in a lot of ways for women, our arousal and our attraction is a little more emotional, where men tend to be, you know, we say that men fall in love with their eyes, but women fall in love with their ears. Mm -hmm. And so for a man, this arousal might be totally physical. And sometimes I think it's more insidious for the women, because we can say, well, we didn't do anything or... Uh, you know, there's no physical thing going on, but there's all this emotional attention and energy being given to someone who makes us feel charged up because we feel their attention and we feel valued by them and we feel seen by them. Mm -hmm. So, uh, boy, it it means connection. It means I don't know. I almost think that's harder. How do I find myself then attracted to that person who gives me no attention? You know, if you're a woman saying, yeah, but... I can understand looking at him thinking, he's pretty hot, my own husband. Right. But I'm not attracted to him because he makes me feel invisible and stupid and worthless. Well, so how can, I, how can I feel attracted then? One of the thoughts is, are you being invisible and stupid and worthless? <laughs> you know, because you got to have some real self-confrontation possibly to, to own up to, well, yeah, I have been avoiding some things or I have been less than candid about some things or kind of sneaking away to avoid some things because I don't want to confront that part of us and part of me. And, and the best in us will rise up to answer those questions. And if there's some truth there, then don't, you know, it's the, it's the idea of uh, I want respect from my spouse, mm -hmm. but if I don't treat myself with respect and respect myself, there's no way I'm getting it from her. So it's, if I want love from my spouse, right? I got to love myself as well. I have to present something that's worth loving. If I want 
attention. I got to give myself some, you know, it's, it's, you, you can, you can tell a difference between somebody that's needy yeah. and somebody that's solid looking for something. Because if, if a woman goes to her husband and says, you know, I feel like I have been invisible to you lately. And she says that from the deep essence of her, he will hear that. I can almost guarantee it because, and it'll scare him because it'll be, wow, okay, I've got to do something or she may leave. She may be done. And if she's important in his life, that's a natural aspect of a relationship. That's a natural dynamic that happens in every relationship. So we shouldn't act like it's not there. Right. We should, we should utilize it and harness that energy to create something better. This is that idea of we don't have to settle for the yeah. status quo. We can utilize the processes that are already in place to create something better. Right, because we don't know what's going out on in our mate's mind. Right. So what we feel as rejection is very well their own stress or their own response to um, needing to escape a, some kind of specific situation. Right. So, you know, t these, these men tend to, these men, these men, <laughs> they tend to just <laughs> become reclusive or, or shut down or whatever. And so you've got to get in that space and know, you know, what's going on. Right. You find, you find out it's something completely different than what you expected. Right. Very often. Right. Because we oftentimes hear or, or experience what we think. Exactly. Not necessarily what is. It, it's yeah. our, it's our perception of things rather than wading through some of the emotional attachments to those things and, and getting to what it is. Sure. And dealing Absolutely. with it. Absolutely. Okay, so one is to 100% of my sexual energy is focused on my spouse. That will increase my attraction to them because right. there's a reason I was attracted to them at some point anyway. Mm -hmm. And that probably isn't gone. There's probably a lot more depth to it. You know, even if the physical has changed dramatically, which, you know, childbirth does that <laughs> to, uh -huh. to women. It, yeah. it changes their body. And there's some of it's irrevocable. It, it, you can't. You can't recover what what it, what she once was, but who cares? I mean, I look at that now, thinking when I was in my twenties, thinking, "Wow, I love my wife's body. I don't want childbirth to ruin that." And I, now I look back at it, going, "I was so shallow <laughs> back then. She is a beautiful being, and childbirth has only enhanced that beauty because there's more associated with her yeah. now rather than just." A body. There's, yeah. There's a depth and a love there that wasn't there prior. Absolutely. Cool. So step number one, channel all your sexual energy to your mate and, and get your sexual stimulation or emotional stimulation from your mate. Well, yeah, just actually just direct it towards them. And, and, yeah, fel okay. and fellas, let me give you this little disclaimer. Give your wife a heads up if you're going to do this, if, if you're going to start, start this aspect because – it's very likely you have a lot of sexual energy leaking out all throughout your day elsewhere. And so she needs to know, at least be given forewarning, if there is a tidal wave coming of your attraction and your desire. And I mean, because you think about it, for me, there's lots of times I'm really interested in sex, but I just don't bring it up because I know, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. You know, 
my parents are here and there's no way we're going to bed early. So I'll just wait or the kids are going crazy and she's stressed out. And so I'm not about to initiate it then because that's not being caring and loving of her. So it's not this whole idea of remove your filter and just completely go after her every time you want. It's more about, I'm just going to focus my energy on her. So let her know that she's going to be a target more so that she'll feel your sexual essence more coming her way if it's not leaking out elsewhere. So that's my little disclaimer. Is that going to work for the guy who's frustrated because he's always, he's in a situation where she is just not sexual? Well, it, what it's going to do is it's going to increase the pressure for change. Okay. And, and so it is going to exacerbate some things and this might be where some professional help would be beneficial because right. if there is no desire there on her part, then there's a problem. And the more honest you can be about that, the better. I mean, it's, I've let my wife know I do not want to live in a celibate marriage. You know, I don't want a sexless marriage. Right. That's just not something that I'm on for. If she is all of a sudden wakes up one day and says, you know, sex is just <laughs> really not that part of my life. I don't really like it. I don't get much out of it. So I think I'm done. I would prefer her be honest with me and tell me, you know, look, no more sex is happening. And then I can make decisions based on that. And it might mean I leave. It might mean I don't. I mean, I don't, I, I can't answer that hypothetical until I'm faced with it. But it's more about facing things honestly. And that's where change starts to come. Yeah, rather than absolutely. Rather than trying to play the game of, well, if I do this, then they may do this. And I'm, you know, who, I don't know how to answer those things. It's, it's more mm. about just be you and be honest with who you are to those you're around, which that's number two that you've, that we alluded to off the air before we started of right. to live as attractive. Yes. To, to be, what, what was your phrase you think? I said to be attracted to the person you see in the mirror. Yeah. And, and to, th and to think that there's parts of me that, yeah, I need to work on and I'm going to do that because it's better for me. My wife gets the right. benefit of that, but it's better for me. Yeah. Become attractive. What's attractive? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that can't, I don't know if that can be defined because everybody's going to have different quantifiers to that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are things that are maybe are attractive for five minutes, but then once you get past that charade or that facade or that layer, you realize what's underneath it's not attractive. And so it's actually repulsive. So you, then, you, then you run from it. And so it's, it, I guess it's more about confronting yourself to the deepest part of yourself and being cool with that, being comfortable with who you are and knowing you're a work in progress, that, that you have beauty, that you have power, that you have strength, that you have lots of good things within you and present that to your spouse. Yeah, and just to operate from that space of of being fully feminine, being fully masculine, um, honoring God with the way that you're wired and, and what you're called to bring in to this world. It, it, when we're feeling shut down, it doesn't glorify anybody. And it chances are, if we're looking at ourselves without a lot of self-respect, without a lot of grace towards ourselves, then we're looking through those glasses at everybody. And so people feel that energy. It comes across as a spirit of criticism and nobody likes to be around it. Right. And, and that's that idea of you can tell from other people if the beauty is fake or not. 
because the people that are living as attractive and they it's deep down it's 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 yeah. as they are i mean i was listening to a recording a couple of weeks ago from a lady that was trying to help nice guys no longer be nice guys and actually score with women and so it was not a marriage thing it was a dating thing and she talked about as a woman i don't want a man to display strength i want a man to be strength you know that i want the masculine to not act like he's got it but to have it and live it and I, and i think that's the same thing with with the feminine or with women i want i want my wife this this is the best way i can think of it i don't want her to get up and doll herself up to be attracted to, you know to be to try to be attractive to me i want her to get up and walk around knowing i'll be attracted to her just cuz it's kind of a different way she carries herself that there's there's just a a solidness there that just knows because she knows me we've been married 18 and a half years so <laughs> she knows me she knows what i like what i don't like and so she can factor that into who she is not that she's trying to play or fulfill a role but to be who she is take it or leave it right and i think that's go ahead well i think that's why it's really important to have step one <laughs> firmly in place <laughs> because otherwise you know, you're going to be walking around with all this energy and um, uh, women especially you know so often women when they get some attention from some guy any guy this is why I'm telling you you can see I'm positive you can fall in love with anybody and be attracted to anybody because all of us have seen couples beautiful people they leave each other in one spouse you look at the Dude, they end up with, and you think, oh, gosh, really? You, you traded she left, down. She left him for yeah. him, and it, it, we've all seen it. Yeah. And, and so when when you have those flashes of attraction that you feel from somebody, I think it's so important that, number one, we've made up our mind to channel that energy somewhere else. And number two, it's not in our strength to play on a man's weakness. Something like we, like you mentioned, that we're attracted to men who are strong. We like men that can protect us. But I think there's something about a woman. Our power is being protective emotionally of the men around us. Like I'm protective of the guys that are my friends. I'm protective of them emotionally. Right. There's no way I would try to play their weakness and and seduce them or try to to get butterflies from them or, or play some part of them, it's, that would be weird. Right. And so some women, when they can turn on a man, you turn a man on, they kind of get this, woo, mama still got it kind of feeling. Right. And, it, and it boosts her self-esteem when the opposite is what should boost your self-esteem, the power to bring out the best in the people around you, whether they're men or women, because we genuinely care about genuine friendship. Right. It's completely different. It is, and that's and that's a great kind of segue into the third one I think of on how okay. to find your spouse more attractive. And you alluded to this, and it's, this could seem kind of delicate in the way I'm saying this, but when I recognize that my spouse, that other people will be attracted to her, right? that ups my game to have to keep her, in essence. You know, if... if because it, it seems like we can so easily take our spouse for granted that, well, we know who they are 
and and we we forget that they are a sexual human being that has attributes and components that other people find attractive and and may I, and may try to snuggle up next to or woo or you know anything like that i just think of if i keep in mind that other men would jump at the chance to go out with my wife right that puts some pressure on me to up my game with her. So it's, it's oh, a, absolutely. It's it's just a mental aspect of of the whole idea of relationship and dating and marriage. That I can't I can't settle and coast. I got to keep working. Yeah, and it's it's cool. It's cool to know that um, you can have that thought that other people might be attracted to your spouse, and you can think, yeah, good luck. Good luck loving them like I do because they are totally into me. Right. And so um, it is. It's it's cool to know you've got that challenge. I'm wondering about the listeners that are looking at their spouse on the couch who's kind of dealing with their own depression, uh, wallowing in bags of potato chips and thinking, mm. I, But I guarantee you there's somebody out there that's into that. I would love to sit on the couch and eat, eat bags and bags of potato chips with them. And then, I agree. And then, and I'm then, telling then, you, it's true. And then take them to bed and ravish them. I mean, uh, I can guarantee you there's people out there. I know you're right. And our listeners are going, no, yes, not there I is. I, can, I, I promise you. But, and, and it's, I just think of as a, as a man, the idea of my wife being attractive to other people. You talk about, you know, good luck with that. You know, nobody's going to love her like I do. I, I look yeah. at it as the competition side of it. We go out to a party. And I kind of watch other guys watching her. Right. And I love that fact because I go home with her. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> it's that whole, no, no, she's mine. And I I can't say I know that. I have a pretty good idea she's going to end up coming home with me. <laughs> but, you know, and that's the whole idea of I can't take that for granted either. You know, my wife works full time. There's no reason to think by choice or tragedy that she comes home today. I and so it. I've got to live like that. And make the most of every opportunity and make the most of every time I get with her. And I think if I keep that in mind, that just keeps the attraction meter rising and rising and rising. Because I want to take make the most of every every moment. Yeah, absolutely. It, it partly means you are putting on a mindset. This attraction thing this this whole idea of oh you know poor me the attraction's gone it's just not happening listen you put on your mindset you're responsible for your mind and body connection right so it's that's that's very fun i remember one time my daughter said to me have you ever been at the gym mama when daddy walks in it's sick and I said, oh, how all the little gym bunnies come and hug him. And she says, yeah, I want to jump up and say, you know, I'm his daughter in his 20-something year marriage. I said, oh, Kristen, they flirt with your dad the way all those boys flirt with you because it's totally safe. And she said, oh, one never thought of it like that. <laughs> but... And, and but I am totally aware of the gym bunnies that and think I, he's and I think that's, such a hunk. I think that's what we're talking about at, at the core is 
It's not about changing your spouse or getting them to do something different or put on different clothes or wear different makeup or change their hair or lose some pounds or whatever. It's more about you and how you view it going forward, how, how you conduct yourself, how you handle yourself. I mean, here's the phrase I think of, and, and this is a good way to end it. And we'll just kind of let this one sit and see what people do with it in the, in the <laughs> feedback in the comments. Would you want to be married to you? That's a great question to, to wrestle with because there's times when I answer that, I could say, absolutely, I would want to be married <laughs> to me. And there's times I would be running for the hills as fast <laughs> as I could. Same here. And there's, yeah, and there's the aspects to work on in your own life to become better. And then the nice thing is, because when you do that, the benefit is you, you reap the benefit, but so does your spouse, so does your kids, so do your friends, so does your family. But the main thing is you reap the benefit of it. Yep, absolutely. So you can turn on the attraction. Try it. Try it starting right now. Absolutely. Just all your energy keep it in the marriage don't go anywhere else with your sexual energy just share it within the marriage that's what it's designed for i think that's the i think that's what's been blessed Mm -hmm. to live deep down is attractive to carry yourself as such to be strength to be beauty to be love and then recognize that your your spouse is going to be attractive to other people and realize that there's still a competition going on just because you got them to say i do doesn't mean the competition's over so yeah Continue to live day by day in love and life and marriage and have lots and lots of sex, hopefully. (laughs) We believe in you. (laughs) Make make the most of every moment. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye-bye.